More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, where are you, God? If you're struggling to feel God's presence or hear His voice, we want to help you connect with His love and grace and find the path He wants you to walk. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, where are you, God? You know, we all struggle from time to time to hear God's voice, to know what he's calling us to, to feel his presence, to experience his love or grace, or just even... You just know where he is when we're going through stuff. And we want to help you make those connections today. So give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, are you having a hard time discerning what God would have you do about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships? I mean, we're not going to tell you what God's telling you to do, but we can give you principles to help you figure it out. Uh, Are you struggling to feel his presence? to experience his love or or to know how to find him in the middle of the things you're going through big or small we want to help you hear god's voice more clearly experience his love and grace and feel confident about the path he's asking you to walk give us a call the number is 877-573-7825 that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. because the reality is God is always talking to us. We just need to know how to listen and hear his voice more clearly. Yeah, it can feel, it can feel very much like a, you know, a, a weather pattern, right? There are some days where God might feel very close to us. That's our perception. You know, it's like the sun is shining brightly and the weather's great and everything's terrific. I'm being metaphorical here in terms of we feel God's presence. We feel close to him. The road ahead looks like we know the direction to walk in. When something comes up in a relationship between us and another person, we seem to just know how to handle it. And his grace seems present in terms of like smoothing the road in that relationship. And then there are other days where life is stormy and it is dark and maybe the clouds have been there for a while and you're wondering, does the sun even exist anymore in this weather metaphor that I'm using? In other words, has God gone away? Has he, is he ever going to make himself more known to you, more present in your life, help you work things out, help you know what to do? Our spiritual lives can have those seasons, sort of those weather patterns. 
And even when we feel like we are very faithful to God or we are, you know, knowing him well, we can have those moments of doubt, of confusion, of concern, of not knowing how to discern what to do in a situation or a relationship. And, and often we feel ashamed about that. Oh, yeah. But you know what? It, it's, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed <laughs> of. You know, our, our doubts, our confusion, um, those are opportunities to draw closer to the Lord. Um, and, and God allows us to have them so that we can be free to make choices and to, and to, and to choose him and to choose his way. But it, it, it calls us to learn to listen more effectively. 877-573-7825. Are you having a hard time discerning what God wants you to do about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships? Again, Lisa and I aren't going to tell you what God's saying. He, that's, not our, that's not our job. But we can give you those principles that enable you to hear his voice more clearly. If you're struggling to feel his presence, to encounter his love, or know how to find him in the middle of whatever you're going through right now, we want to help you hear his voice, experience his love and grace, and feel confident about the path he has you walking. 877-573-7825. Well, Greg, you, you know, you're talking about being able to discern what next steps are in a relationship or a situation. Sometimes we can feel like we're close to God. We know his teachings. We know the teachings of the church. So we believe we know what those next steps are and how to do something in a virtuous way. But it's the other people around us in that relationship or in that situation, whether it's figuring stuff out at church, whether it's figuring stuff out within your family life, repairing a relationship with a spouse or your adult children or somebody that you care about. And you're thinking, I, I believe that I know what God's will is in this situation. Of course, it's for healing. Of course, it's for virtue. Of course, it's for whatever we're feeling God is leading us to. But how do we get those other people on board? And why isn't God just sort of bopping them on the head and getting them in line with what we believe like, his like will little is? Bunny foo-foo. Like little bunny foo-foo, just <laughs> bopping, bopping them on the head. head. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and we can wish. Like, I would just bop somebody on the head. What is it that you need to feel like your life is in right order with God's directives in your life, how do you discern those more clearly and how do you get other people on board? All of this can be frustrating and confusing. We're here to help you get new skills, new tools to be able to discern it and take next steps in those relationships and situations so you're living more in God's grace and you're bringing that grace back home with you to your family so you can all live in that grace together. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us help you discern you know, what God's asking you to do about that challenge you're facing or that, that situation that you're in or help you find his presence to encounter his love, grace, his healing, his mercy more generously, more abundantly. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not sure what that is, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years on how creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Now, it can be difficult to know with certainty what God wants us to do. But when we reflect on the principles of the theology of the body, 
we can see that there are three qualities that God is always nudging us towards that help reveal his will for our life, relationships, and all the choices we make. They are meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. And long-time listeners have heard us speak to this, but, but meaningfulness is the quality that enables us to ask, how can I use the gifts God's given me, my talents, my time, my treasure, to make this situation better or, or be a blessing in some way in the face of my present circumstances? You know, when we live a meaningful life, it, it requires us to understand how to be a gift to others and make a positive difference in, in the things that we do. And that's what the theology of the body refers to as self-donation. When discerning God's will, we can be confident that he always wants us to make the choice that enables us to use our gifts in ways that help us be our best and bring out the best in those around us. Secondly, the theology of the body reminds us that we were created for intimate communion with God and others. The Holy Spirit is always moving us toward deeper intimacy with the people in our lives. When trying to know what God wants us to do, it's always good to ask, how can I respond to this situation in a manner that will allow me to make my relationships healthier, stronger, deeper, and more honest? And then finally, the, third, the theology of the body reminds us that we're called to always lean into becoming the person God created us to be. So virtue is that third quality that helps us know what God wants us to do. Virtue refers to our ability to see every situation as an opportunity for growth, a chance to become a stronger, healthier, holier person. In discerning God's will for our lives, we've always got to ask, how could I use the thing I'm going through right now to become a little bit more of that whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person I'm meant to be? You know, when we prayerfully lean into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in the face of all the choices we make, we learn to respond more effectively to the voice of the Holy Spirit calling us to be everything God created us to be. You know, when we talk about God speaking to us and how can we hear him more clearly, you know, obviously um, God doesn't have a particular voice. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, we can't always recognize the voice he's using. But when God speaks, God's language is experience. He speaks and things come into being, right? When things happen to us, we need to sort of tune in our, our, I mean, maybe I'm using an older metaphor here, but tune in our dial on the radio, right? To be able to actually uh, attend to what he's saying. And this focus on meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue helps us tune in to what God is saying through the experience we're going through. As we go through that moment, as we encounter those things and people that are happening in that moment, if we ask ourselves, how can I respond to this in a way that allows me to do something that increases my experience of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue that helps us to hear what God is saying through that experience? And then we know how he's talking to us and what he wants us to do. We're taking your calls about understanding discernment, um, getting a clearer sense of what God is calling you to in the face of the challenges you're encountering. If you're having a hard time hearing God's voice, discerning what he wants you to do about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, you know, you're wondering, well, how do I know it's really God? How do I know it's not just me that wants this or doesn't want that? Um, we're here to help. If you're struggling to feel his presence or encounter him in the, in the middle of the challenges you're facing right now, you're wondering, well, where is he? 
Uh, did he go on vacation and leave me to handle this? You know, I mean, we've all felt that, right? We want to help you hear God's voice more clearly, experience his love and grace more meaningfully, and confidently walk the path that he has for you. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Lord, and the Son, and the, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we bring to you all the challenges that we face in our life and our relationships. And Lord, we want to do your will. But often we struggle to know what that is. And we have a hard time knowing what decisions to make or actions to take or even words to say in response to those challenges. And so we ask you to help us to hear your voice speaking to us through the experiences of our life. And we ask you to help us tune in to your voice by leaning into the meaningful, intimate, and virtuous response. Help us to reflect prayerfully on how we can use the gifts you've given us to make a positive difference in the situation and the lives of those involved in this situation. How we can use this situation to strengthen our relationships, to make them healthier, stronger, deeper. And how we can use the present situation to become more of the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled people you call us to be so that in the face of all the experiences we go through, we can hear your voice clearly and respond to it confidently. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the The Father, Father, the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, where are you, God? That's the title of the show, and we've all felt that from time to time, wondering where is God right now? And, and we have a tendency to think that God is present when things are going well and that he's sort of gotten distracted when things aren't going well. Well, I think we all sort of learned that in a very human way, sort of at our parents' knee, right? When mom and dad were pleased with us, when things were going well in the household, when everybody was happy and healthy and good, we usually, you know, got the... the the happy countenance from our parents, that happy face, the eye contact, the love, the attention. And then if things were going wrong, if we did something that they perceived as wrong, if things were stressful in the household, we had parents who probably pulled back a little bit because they had things to handle or they were angry with us or each other. And that's the only parent relationship we really understand so when we try to relate to God it's often that same idea you know if he doesn't seem present he must not like me or he must be gone but the Neither reality of those is, things yeah, is no, true. God is always present in fact you can't take the next breath without him giving it to you so even in those moments where you feel like he's abandoned you or feel like he's gotten distracted and left you uh, the reality is He is right there still speaking to you through that experience and we can know what he's saying by by asking him to help us respond to it with meaningfulness intimacy and virtue but that's easy to say another thing to actually apply it in our lives give us a call 877-573-7825 let's talk now with ann who's listening to ewtn radio in virginia on guadalupe radio hi ann welcome to more to life what's going on hi thank you for taking my call um I didn't expect you to. Um, well, we're glad we are. What can we do for you? So um, I was living in my parents' house with my parents, and then they died. And my children inherited the house. And I, 
and I told them, they're like in their 20s. I told them that I could um, stay in the house and maintain, you know, like keep up with the expenses of the house. And then that way they wouldn't have to decide to sell it right away. Um, you know, they, they could take their time as to figuring out what they wanted to do with the house. And then they kind of said, well, we don't really need you to do that on the one hand. And on the other hand, at the same time, my friend said, um, it might be fun if I came and lived with her at her house. And um, I, the, the house that I've been living in, my parents' house, is in a place where I find it very difficult to get a job because everybody's extremely highly educated there. And I'm older and, you know, it's just not really working out in terms of getting a job. Whereas my friend's okay. house is in an area where I think I would find it a lot easier to get a job. And so, okay. so how can we help you? How can we help you today? Just, just because uh, we're going to have to go to break in about two and a half minutes here, so I want to yeah. be able to so do basically, um, I'm moving to my friend's house, but I'm also extremely nervous because I feel like I'm abandoning my children. <laughs> um, when you say abandoning, I mean they, they've told you that they don't need to be there. How far away are you moving? Um, it takes about four hours to drive. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's a longer, longer place. And 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 have they voiced any objection to you being that far away? No. And in fact, no, and so so. Go ahead. A couple of them had thought that I would end up doing something like that with my friend because we've, we're very old friends. I got you. Well, I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, what you're saying is that, that you made this decision, um, you know, I, and I don't want to assume this, but, but it may, you made this decision prayerfully, that you've made this decision, you know, talking with the people that were involved, your, your kids, your friend, you've gotten good feedback from them. And I think it's normal to feel anxiety around making a big decision like this and to making that move. But I think that rather than making it kind of this polarized thing or, you know, should I go or not go because I don't want to make my kids feel abandoned, I, I think it's a matter of saying, you know, I, I saying to your kids, you know, I, I think that this is the right thing to do, but I'd like to talk with you about how we can maintain our relationship, right? So there's that intimacy piece, and we're talking about meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. How could I do this thing that I feel called to um, while uh, make, making using this opportunity to make our relationships stronger? Even though I'm going to be further away, could we create some rituals where we're doing some regular video calls or, or that we're you know, making plans to visit each other? Um, and, and really, you know, just kind of having an intentional conversation about how will we manage this change in our relationship rather than seeing it as a reason not to do the thing you're feeling called to do see it as an opportunity to have more intentional conversations about how you could both maintain and even strengthen the relationship in the face of these decisions you're having to make so that you know you can find work um, so I, I would suggest that that's that's kind of the next step that what you want to um, you know continue praying about it um, but the nervousness doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It just means that there are uh, certain concerns that you want to address along the way. Um, because we often feel like if God's telling us to do something, we should feel a perfect peace about it. You know, and we would if we were completely sinless, but we're, <laughs> but we're not. And so things get in the way and worries block the channels, right? Uh, and so, you know, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola always reminded us to, to never change a decision in a time of kind of desolation, in a time of kind of anxiety or, or, or concern that we made when we were in a, in, a, in a better place. And so I would say to you, if you were praying about that decision and you sought counsel on this decision and you made that decision in, in a time of consolation, then hold on to that. But just address, don't ignore the concern, address the concern by saying, so how will this affect our relationship and how can we maintain it and even make it 
stronger. And thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. We've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about discernment as we talk about hearing God's voice, experiencing his presence, and and knowing his love. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. When we come back, we'll be joined by Rachel Isaac, who'll be sharing some insights on experiencing God's presence and also cultivating confidence. Stick around for that and a whole lot more in just a minute. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the UTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today's show is titled, Where Are You, God? As we talk about discernment and how can we hear his voice more clearly, especially when we're confused about what we should do about a particular challenge we're facing in our life or relationships. 877-573-7825. Right now we're joined by Rachel Isaac. She's a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. She specializes in the psychology of success and directs the St. Sebastian Program for Performance Excellence at Catholic Counselors. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. So you know, let's, let's kind of look at this. I think we can feel discouraged when we're, when, we, when we're not confident that we can hear God's voice or feel his presence clearly. What, what do you say to, the, to your clients whenever they're going through that kind of spiritual time of desolation? Well, often, you know, we feel, when we're feeling like we're struggling to see God, we kind of naturally feel as though God has distanced himself from us. And we might even ask, God, where did you go? And in times when I feel like I'm not seeing or hearing God like I used to, it's helpful for me to recognize that God has not distanced himself from me. He's speaking to me in a way that I'm not used to hearing him. 
you know, if a loved one usually says, I love you in English, but starts saying I love you in French, I might kind of mistakenly believe that my loved one is no longer telling me they love me. But really, they're telling me they love me still. They're just telling me in a new way so that I become more attuned to them. And once I turn myself to hear in a new way, I become more intentional about my relationship with them. And it's no longer stagnant, but growing and deepening. When we view the same thing with God, when he seems distant from us, we can say, God, you feel distant right now, but I know you're still here talking to me in a new way so I can grow in deeper relationship with you. Please help me to learn how you're speaking to me now, and thank you for loving me and wanting a deeper relationship with me right now and always. Then we take the action steps. We seek God in new ways. Maybe before I felt close to God by reading the Bible, so now I seek God through music or conversational prayer, or vice versa. And we keep praying the prayer and that I shared previously as we continue to pursue God as He is pursuing us. Really powerful insights, and, and you know that God God speaks to us in these different languages, not to confuse us, but because each language is a little bit more intimate. And as we grow in our in our, in our relationship with Him, He wants to draw us closer to Him. Uh, and so, you know, he first speaks to us through our feelings, and then he speaks to us through experience, and then he speaks to us directly through our relationship with him. And it's all that evolving thing, and we need to really just work, as you said, to attune to the language he's using with us in that moment. Rachel, there, uh, you know, but this enables us, of course, to approach life more confidently. And you have a workshop coming up here in the next couple of weeks to talk about cultivating confidence. Tell us, our listeners about that and how they can learn more. I do. On October 17th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm hosting a one-hour live webinar that will teach different skills and techniques to help build confidence and help overcome that comparison game and that imposter syndrome and all those barriers to uh, building our confidence. Um, If you want to check out more, you can go to catholiccounselors.com. You navigate to the Shop tab, then Courses, um, and then there will be a tab that says Know Your Worth, and that is my confidence crash course. Um, It's Know Your Worth, Building Confidence, and Beating Imposter Syndrome. You can learn more information and figure out how to save your spot right from that page. And that's going to be on Tuesday, October 17th at 8.30 p.m. And to register, again, go to catholiccounselors.com, click on the Courses tab, or and then go, or the Shop tab, and then go to Courses, and then pick um, Know, know Your, your Worth. worth. Thank right. you so much, Rachel, for being with us today. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And again, listeners, go to the Know Your Worth course that she's offering on October 17th. You can learn more at catholiccounselors.com. Click on the Courses tab and select that. Register today. We are taking your calls, though, when we come back about hearing God's voice and making those confident choices in your life and relationships. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Stick around. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We are given many gifts. Everyone is different. And yet when we embrace them, when we accept our gifts and use them as God wants them to be used, His will, not ours, those crosses turn into gifts from which we can learn, grow, and who knows, maybe have an entirely different life than what we planned. Such as the case with me, I never in a million years expected to be in Catholic radio. Never even knew it existed. So the next time you're questioning or struggling, say, okay, God, what can I do with this? What am I supposed to do? Don't bury it. 
Don't put God in a box and see what he does with that gift, which sometimes comes in the shape of a cross. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. What was Jesus' chief mission on earth? It was, the Catholic Catechism tells us, to achieve his Father's will, God's plan of salvation in the fullness of time. Jesus did this by preaching the good news, the arrival of the reign of God which had been promised through the ages in Scripture. To fulfill the Father's will, Jesus ushered in the kingdom of heaven on earth. The kingdom is visible in the word and worship of Christ and in his presence in the church. The seed and beginning of the kingdom are the little flock Jesus gathered around him, the disciples and the twelve apostles with Peter as the head. They are the foundation stones of the new Jerusalem. The church is born primarily as a result of Christ's total self-giving. The origin and growth of the church are symbolized by the blood and water that flowed from the crucified Christ's side. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Why are some married couples happy while others struggle? You might think that happy couples argue less and resolve issues more efficiently than unhappy couples. But in fact, research suggests that both happy and unhappy couples argue about as much and struggle similarly with problem solving. The real difference is that happy couples consciously work toward maintaining their relationship and emotional health. For example, they create rituals for working, playing, talking, and praying together on a daily and weekly basis. Happy couples also look for ways to help each other out from day to day. Little things that might make the other person's day easier or more pleasant. And then, when conflict breaks out, as it inevitably does in any human relationship, they realize that the most important thing isn't solving the conflict, but how they come to that resolution. Happy couples take care of each other while they go through that conflict so they can work to find solutions together. Marriage isn't easy, but the good news is that with a little work, any couple can find real happiness together. Get more tips for building a strong marriage in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. And if you'd like faithful help for your relationship, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, Where Are You, God? It's sometimes hard to feel his presence, to experience his love, or to hear his voice. And if you're having a hard time discerning what God wants you to do about a particular challenge you're facing in your life or relationships, if you're struggling to feel his presence or know how to find him in the middle of the things you're going through, big or small, we want to help you hear his voice, experience his love and grace, and be confident about the path that he's asking you to walk. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Sometimes we feel distanced from God because everything's making us feel anxious so we feel like his presence may not be close to us or everything is worrying us and we feel like he's not near if you're going through anything like that let us help you have new tools and i lean into god's grace give us a call at 877-573-7825 
1-888-346-9125. Before we go to our next call, we want to let you know that our friends in Cleveland need to hear from you next week. AM 1260 The Rock is airing their 2023 Fall Pledge Drive Wednesday through Friday. So if you're listening in Cleveland or anywhere, please support your local Catholic radio station. And again, if, if, you, if you are tuning in, we are asking you to support your local station, both with your prayers and with your dollars, to keep Catholic radio going strong and supporting you in living a more faithful, joyful, abundant life. With that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about finding God in whatever you're going through and hearing his voice more clearly so that you know what he's asking you to do about it. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Laura, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Idaho? Iowa. Iowa. I'm sorry. <laughs> listening on Spirit Catholic Radio. Of course it's Iowa. It's Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi there, Laura. Welcome to More to Life. Hi. Thank you. Um, so my you question what's going on? is, my husband and I are having our fifth child soon. Our oldest is Congratulations. Um, seven. So we've had a lot of kids okay. in the last few years. And okay. he is, we're in very different places in our faith journey. We're both Catholic, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's practicing at the moment, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But he uh, really wants to get a vasectomy. And I really do not want him to, and I'm just struggling to kind of help him to see my side of the things and why I don't. Um, so, so let me ask you this. All right. So, so I mean, and, and, and you're right. A vasectomy is is is, is immoral um, and completely inappropriate. We can't support that choice. I, I, but what I think he's saying to you, though, is, uh, you know, I I I have concerns about how fast our family is growing and about our ability to attend to those concerns well. So how, how are you addressing those concerns? Like, how, how are you practicing natural family planning, for example? I mean, kind of what, um, what's, what's the... After our fourth child, we started to do NFP, but a lot of it was kind of just me doing it, and he didn't have a whole lot to mm-hmm. do with any of it. Um, and I've, I've told him, you know, the reason we got pregnant again was because I just didn't follow it exactly. And that's why we got pregnant again. I just, okay. we had a lot going on. It's been okay. very stressful with, you know, sure. nursing and stuff. And, and so I, yeah. he just, uh, he doesn't. Well, here's what I would suggest to you. So, so, so there's a deeper issue here. Okay. Um, you and know, I think Julie really knows that deep down because she's saying she's sort of doing, I'm sorry, Laura, she's doing it on her own. She's, she's trying to work these things out. And her husband isn't really leaning into his faith, even though he is a Catholic man. And so there's so many pieces of what should be foundation here that That just just aren't. aren't. Um, And I would like you to actually kind of respectfully challenge him uh, on on this deeper issue, which I see as a failure of respect on his part. You know, again, I'm I'm going to I understand I, I, you know, I'm. It's, you know, clearly his you know his desire for a vasectomy is immoral, and you can't support it. Right? Um, but again, I'm trying to be generous here and, and recognize that, that he has concerns about how quickly your family is growing, and that's perfectly appropriate. Uh, you know, couples have a, a, a need to talk about you know how to grow their family and to and to ideally pray about that together because it's got to be God's plan. Um, and on the road to growing our family, we also have to make sure that we're taking the time to 
maintain our marriage and strengthen it, to make sure that we can attend to each of the children that we have so that they know that they are loved and wanted, uh, and, and, and so that we can make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our own health, too. And so all of that is the process. All, all that has to be kind of grist for the discernment mill uh, in, 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 in handling that. And so, you know, um, really uh, looking at this, those questions, as you started to after the fourth child, um, is important. But the fact that he wouldn't participate with you in natural family planning speaks to the deeper concern, which is that failure of respect in the relationship. Now, respect is where somebody... Um, it's, not, it's just not a matter of being nice to each other. It's a matter of trying to see the truth and the goodness and the beauty and the things that you find true, good, and beautiful. So every couple has certain things where you know, one spouse is more passionate about than the other. Um, but, but when you have a failure of respect, what happens is that the spouse who's less interested says, well, that's your thing. You do it. But where there is respect, the spouse says, you know, that's not really my thing, but I love you and it's important to you, so I want to know about it and I want to share in it and participate in it as much as I can. The fact that he's not doing that around with these things. With the faith, with really communicating with you, with balancing your family life and your marriage and actively being a participant in that, and without ever coming alongside of you with natural family planning. And what it really means as a discernment process, yes. not just a way to not have children, which is sort of the way he's approaching it. That's what I want. You do it. And there's no companionship along the spiritual path here. So, you know, I, I need you to address that with him, that there, there's a real failure of respect on his part toward you, toward all of this. And I'm sure it doesn't just affect your spiritual life and this particular question. My guess is that there, if at any time that there's something that you're passionate about or you're interested in that he's not, he's not willing to join you in that. And that is a real problem for the whole marriage, not just for this issue. All right, so let's talk about, let's, you know, so, so I want you, um, let me, I, I need to clarify here I, I, what, what the church actually teaches on this. If your husband actually goes ahead and gets the vasectomy, you're not responsible for that. Um, there's a document called the Vatimecum for Confessors that specifically says that if, if, if one spouse, you know, st you know, sterilizes themselves or engages in contraception against the will of the faithful spouse, it, you're not responsible for that, and you could actually even illicitly have sexual relations with him. That said, from a pastoral standpoint, my suggestion to you would be to let him know that him getting a vasectomy won't change anything about your relations, that, that you will continue to abstain during their fertile period, that in fact him choosing to do that on his own may, 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 uh, may result in you abstaining from the sexual relationship for the foreseeable future because, because, and the reason I'm saying that is again, not because the church is asking you to do that, but because I, he needs to understand that he can't just do what he wants with his body because his body doesn't belong to him. You belong to each other. And, and just and disrespectfully doing whatever he wants so that he can get what he wants out of you is so debasing and demeaning and disrespectful if i were you i wouldn't be able to be intimate with somebody who treated me that way i have to say it's it's so to both of you that is why it is a mortal sin because he is going to just destroy the part of his soul that says lord i want your will i want to discern it i want to walk it with you even when it's hard and just says no i want what i want and i want to be able to use people the way i want to use them and i want to treat my body the way i want to treat it and to heck with everybody else and that's why it is such a grave 
thing. So again, even though morally you're not responsible for his decision and you could engage in, in relations with him if, if he made this choice. As long as you're letting him know that you fully disagree with it. I, pastorally speaking, I would really encourage you to sort of create a crisis that forces you guys to wrestle with the lack of respect that's been in your marriage overall that's playing itself out more dramatically in this particular area and i would really encourage you to seek some faithful support for your relationship to learn some new skills uh, and how to discern together how to have that experience that respect from him um how to really attend to his concerns too because again don't make this a conversation about you know him wanting a vasectomy make this a conversation about look help me understand the concerns that you want to make sure that we're addressing as we're growing our family i want to hear that but then let's talk about the ways that we could work together to address those concerns that don't involve you doing something to your body and to our marriage that I would find not just disrespectful, but debasing and demeaning. But instead really cooperates with God's grace, brings life into all of our marriage, not just having children, but all of it, and allows us to walk with God every step of the way through our whole marriage and family life. And, and I would also ask you, to, if this is relevant, and it may not be, but 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 uh, I, I would also say, you know, it's okay to say, look, I, and I apologize if I've not been as sensitive to your concerns throughout this thing because again you know just starting to do nfp after the fourth child when he's clearly had these concerns for a while it speaks to a lack of communication between the two of you um and and so i, I really want you to look harder at the deeper issues in this relationship you know when people talk about how natural family planning can enhance their marriage can strengthen their relationship they often kind of have this magical idea about it if i just do the thing that's going to make my marriage stronger that's not true what it does do is it makes it makes us it challenges us to ask questions about the whole relationship that we wouldn't ask if we weren't doing natural family planning it challenges us to have conversations that we wouldn't have if we weren't doing nfp it challenges us to do work on the relationship we wouldn't do if we weren't doing nfp so i want you to embrace the work that this that natural family planning is calling you guys to uh, and and do that work and if and I would love to help you with that I'd love for you to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about working with a faithful catholic counselor to help you navigate this and not just navigate this issue but really heal the wounds that have been in your marriage and family for quite a long time so Laura I thank you so much for the call I thank you for your faithfulness in the face of these challenges uh, we want to walk with you we want to support you and your husband in getting to a better place through all of this please reach out to us and even if your husband doesn't want to uh, join you start Start working without him, uh, because there's a lot of changes you can make even if you're working on your own, and we can show you how to do that. I think that this crisis that your husband's causing by wanting this very, very immoral decision is really a call from God to do the work that will lead you to a much more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous relationship with each other and with God. For more information on this, I'd encourage you to check out our book, Holy Sex, uh, which is available at CatholicCounselors.com but also to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com if you'd like more personal support. Laura, thank you so much for your courage, for your faithfulness, and for your call today. We're taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. The show is titled, Where Are You, God? As we talk about the struggle to feel God's presence, to hear his voice, to know his love, especially when we're going through challenging times in our relationships or our life. 877-573 seven eight two five as we head out to our break it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 call to me 
and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. You know, it's a promise that God is always speaking to us. And again, as Rachel was sharing, sometimes he's speaking to us in a, in a language that we're not familiar with. But God's language is experience. He talks to us through the things that happen to us. And when we tune into his voice by leaning into meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in response to the things that happen to us, we start hearing what he's telling us to do and start understanding how he is being present to us even when it doesn't feel like he is. Let us help you find that presence and hear his voice more confidently today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. And More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Can smelling certain scents improve our memories? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When my wife and I had COVID in late 2020, we both lost our sense of taste and smell. In my case, I continued to have issues with my sniffer for a few months. Then I read a study that suggested smelling bold scents could help restore the connection between the nose and the brain. Sure enough, smelling fresh lemons every day seemed to help me recover. No wonder I love the aroma of lemons and incense. Another study, though, indicates that older folks who smelled fragrant essential oils got better sleep and improved memory and thinking. Brain scans confirm they got better. Be careful, though. Some essential oils can be harmful if inhaled over time. Always consult your doctor. Side note, from Genesis 2 to Revelation 18, there are more than 200 references to perfume, odor, and smell. For more on the study, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, Where Are You, God?, as we talk about how we can hear God's voice more clearly, how we can experience His presence and His love, even when we're going through challenging times in our life or relationships. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Christina, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Christina. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, good morning. Um, well, good morning. I'm thank you. I'm going through a situation where I keep thinking about, you know, either separation or divorce or even nullifying, I guess if that's the word, uh, marriage. 
or if I kind of just stick through it and try to. Well, make tell me a little bit about what you're going, what's going on, and 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 what you're trying to do to address it. So you you told our screener that you've been married 23 years, but you feel like you don't have a real connection with your husband. That the conversations become arguments. Um, you know, and I can understand you. You're profoundly frustrated and disappointed in your relationship, and and you're 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 kind of feeling a little desperate about what to do. But tell me, you know, what what have you guys tried to do to address these concerns? Um, where where you know what's his openness to that help? Uh, talk to me about that. Well, I um, I'm going to a counselor, and I've been going to a counselor <clears throat> for a couple of months now, and I've um, suggested to him to. For us to do counseling as a couple, marriage counseling, mm-hmm. I've also suggested maybe talking to a priest. I recently spoke to a priest, um, and so I, I, you know, I, I just feel like he's not open to, definitely not open to, to seeing counseling, even though. Have he, you told him? Have you told him that you're starting to entertain thoughts about separation or divorce? Uh, yes, yes, that's something that's definitely come up and you know we and argue he doesn't about care that or what, because... what no, do you mean you argue about not it? Really. no we we argue about it and you know it's kind of like you know we can't seem to have this good relationship it's kind of like well you need to leave and then it's like well fine i'll find a place and then he comes back and it's kind of like no if you want me to leave you need to show me a divorce I'm not just going to leave like that, or you know. Okay. Well, well, I mean, threatening. I'm asking to leave doesn't help anything. So, so I, you know, I. So let me, let me. One last question about the counselor you're you're seeing right now, uh, is that is the counseling focusing on what you can do, what kind of how you can set boundaries more effectively and engage him more effectively, so that you can start improving the relationship even on your own, or is the focus more on what you need to do to kind of take care of yourself so that you can sort of either survive this situation or get out of it. Um, it's, it's a little bit of both, I think, and, and I think that's why I've been struggling also with the counseling, because I don't feel like I always leave with a sense of, like, okay, this is my next step. It comes back to me only having control over myself and my reactions, and I know lately my reactions are not always the best yeah. and don't help the situation. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm all right. struggling with that. All right, so let me let me let me jump in because the reason I asked you that question, okay? Because there there are a lot of so there's a kind of uh, counseling called systems theory, all right? And what that does is it it teaches you know a person how they can act um, in ways uh, that can improve a relationship, even if they're the only ones working on it. Now it's it's harder to do that, and it takes a little bit longer, um, but it's possible to make significant changes in a relationship, even if you're the only one working on it, if you understand this idea of systems theory. Now, there are a lot of individual counselors who have not been trained in that, um, who will say that they do marriage counseling or that they work with couples, um, but they, they don't have the training or the supervision in it, and so what it ends up being is, is the, 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 the essentially just say, well, you know, if you're not happy, then you should just get divorced. That is especially true if you're using a secular therapist. So if they do not have training to help you, you know, really fight for the marriage and improve your relationship, and they aren't coming from any faith-based place that makes them invested in helping you not just to, you know, feel comfortable, but be everything you can be and have your marriage be everything you can be, 
you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So I, 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 what, I, what I want you to do, I, mean, I don't want you to, I don't want to undermine your relationship with your counselor. I want you to go back to your counselor exactly. first and, and say, look, are you trained in systems theory? You know, can you help me have developed specific techniques that will enable me to start making changes in this relationship, even if I'm the only one working on it? And really just kind of challenge them directly on what their training is so that you can know whether you're working with the right person. Okay. Um, but that's the next question you should ask in your next session, because you, you should be leaving each session with some idea of, okay, when this happens, this is how I need to respond to it to redirect that conversation. Because in every exchange, right, you're right. You, you, can't, you can't control your husband. You can only control yourself. But, but having said that, the responses we make to the other person do change the direction of conversations, do change the direction of the, of, of the, of the relationship. If I can, it's like those little mobiles we used to create when we were like first, second grade that would like hang from a coat hanger. And if somebody opened the window, they would blow around and every piece would move because of the direction of that breeze. How you direct your responses, the kinds of responses you make, can change the direction of every conversation and ultimately your marriage. A lot of the a lot of the arguments that you guys have end up kind of being games, right? And you and you're not, they're they're unconscious games that you end up playing with each other, and and you sort of expect each other. If you step back, you know, you know, right? If I were to ask you, you know, okay, well, if you said this, how would he respond? You'd know. Well, what if you changed your response? What if you didn't respond the way he expected? That would that would throw him. And now all of a sudden, he's not reacting to you anymore. He has to think through what he wants to do. And now you've got him in a place where he's thinking rather than reacting. And if you are in the same place where you're thinking instead of reacting, you could actually start solving problems together instead of just reacting off of each other. That's what I want to help you get to. Now, in, in, I, and I understand why you're considering separation and divorce, but I really want to counsel against that because, um, you know, the reality is the, you have the relationship that you have because neither of you has the skills that you need to make a relationship work. And, and, and the research really shows that, that you either learn the skills you've got in the present relationship or you repeat that same, those same mistakes in the next relationship. 75% of second marriages fail because couples didn't learn those lessons that they needed to learn. They think that I just married the wrong person. It's not as simple as that. The problem doesn't exist within one of you or the other. It exists between the two of you. And you need to get help understanding how to interact differently so that even if one of you is behaving badly or even if one of you is the crazy one that the other one knows how to respond to that in ways that redirect the energy in the relationship uh, you know so I, I want you to talk with your present counselor about that i also you know when, when your husband tries to argue when you say look i i need i need us to get counseling i need us to get help and he's ah, i'm not going to do that and you, know, and, you, and you say look i'm really i don't want to be thinking about divorcing you or separating from you but that's where my mind goes and i hate that there's nothing to argue about with that like if he tries to argue with it you, you just say listen I love you, and I want to make the marriage work. And everything you're saying is just saying, I don't care about you. I don't care about this marriage. I don't care about making it better. And that really breaks my heart. I hope that you'll, I need you to come with me to the next session. Don't let it go. Don't let him, don't let him talk you out of anything. Don't, 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 don't kind of give any credibility to anything he says at that point. Uh, because anything that he says other than, yes, I want to join you, is uh, basically st- stabbing the relationship in the heart. Now, you know, when, when it, one of the things I tell my clients all the time when they ask me, you know, should I stay or should I go? It's, look, that's not the question. The question is, you should be working for the good of the relationship and working for the good of your spouse at all times. And that's either going to have one of two effects. It's either going to drag your husband kicking and screaming to a better relationship, or because you're being a more effective conduit of God's grace, he's going to run screaming from that relationship because he doesn't want to have a healthy, holy relationship. And you working toward that healthy, holy relationship ends up pushing him away. But, but, but you didn't end the relationship then. That was the, the experience of grace in the relationship that, 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 that he rejected. 
And, you know, if he's rejecting God, that's a bigger problem than, than, than you can solve. Right. So we talk a lot about this in our work. We talk a lot about this in How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, uh, which is a great book on how to heal your relationship. Check that out. Both of those resources are at CatholicCounselors.com. But please do talk to your present counselor about the things that I said today. And if there's more that we can do to support you, check out the resources at CatholicCounselors.com, including learning more about our pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful professional counselor, to heal your relationship. More God to bless. Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.